Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Genesis chapter 50, verse 22. I'll read 22 to 26. And Joseph dwelt in Egypt. He and his father's house. And Joseph lived, listen to this, 110 years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation, the children also of Maker, the son of Manasseh, were brought up unto Joseph's knees. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die. And God will surely visit you. Hear it. And bring you out of this land. Unto the land. Which he swear unto Abraham. To Isaac. And to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel. Saying God will surely visit you. And ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, being a hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him. And he was put in a coffin in Egypt. He was in a coffin. But he had no intention of staying there. The Jewish people did not embalm. The Egyptians did. Hebrews chapter 11. Great hall of faith. The 22nd verse. With expedience I read. By faith Joseph. When he died. Made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Boys, I'm dying here. But I'm not staying here. Even if you have to carry my bones, you carry my bones to the land of promise. I want to preach for a little while to you on a thought, a break in the note. A break in the note. Throw your hands heavenward one more time and pray with me. Pray, pray, pray. Heavenly Father, Do a strong and a sovereign work in a short time if possible. These precious people have sought you and prayed. 
They've worshipped. They're dedicated to you, committed to you. They love your word. They love your presence. They honor what you've done in their lives. They've been faithful. Been at multiple services today. I pray you'd help me to preach with wisdom and clarity here. I pray you'd bless this place. Oh, I feel your spirit. Oh, I feel your spirit. Give us your evidence throughout this message. I pray it. Oh, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. I was only a child when we visited the particular location. I really was unaware of the significance. I had never heard most of the names. They seemed not to hold any great esteem in my mind, in my value system, as it were. I, I could pull out and through folders in the, uh, in the system of my mind, but none of them rang much more than a bell. I had heard them whispered amongst my parents and maybe heard it briefly mentioned there in the schoolyard, but I had never felt the weight or the, the gravity of the particular loss of life until I was standing in that particular room. Standing there in that room while my parents maneuvered us around, myself only a young child, I kind of eased from area to area, and as most children do, I was less concerned with reading and more concerned with looking at significant areas and props and, 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 and the positioning of articles in the room. I, I wasn't aware of what I was actually learning about, Brother Herbst, the historical significance or the value of the room, but yet now here I am 30 plus years removed from it, and I can remember the gravity, the weight, the, 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 the true understanding when I first recognized what the initials JFK stood for. For this room, this, this, this room, this room had become a monument. Possibly others here in the room in the church tonight have stood in this very room where the displays have been placed in the gun in the corner at the assassination of JFK. There, this, this, this area that has been built and constructed all to work with what has been one of the most debated assassinations of all time. There was on a slow and a steady repeat Cycled the video of the day that JFK's life was taken as riding in the back of that vehicle. How many of you have seen that clip along the years? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, so many of you. And I don't know how many of you have possibly stood in that particular room. But I will tell you this, Brother Brown. It was at his funeral where an iconic melody that had already been filling the air since the late 1800s, 1891 in fact, was when this this instrumental piece that had become the daily understanding of the military. It had changed from a more upbeat style of music and it had become this slower, drawn note effect that would be affectionately referred to as taps. And most, if not all of us in this building, recognize what that sound and what the melody sounds like. In fact, I've asked Brother Staten if he would help us and draw to memory what, what not only would become the nightly call, but it seemed as though the standard would be set that at every funeral from 1891 moving forward and some seemingly more iconic than others would hear at every fallen veteran, every fallen soldier, we would hear these notes. Mm -hmm. 
For year after year, that was the sound of each day's end. Officers who had served dutifully, soldiers who had given their best throughout the day, would find their respite for the evening at the sounding of the brass. At the bugler's call, the reality of a day well spent was drawn to rest and breath was drawn in easier and their minds were set at ease. Let the darkness join in as the bugler's call brings respite to them. But as it began to be adopted at funeral after funeral, as soldier after soldier began to fall, it became one of those iconic moments that it seems as though, Brother Staten, if a soldier were to fall and taps would not be played, it seems as though it might be a disgrace. If the folding of the flag, if the handing of that great flag to a spouse or to a family member, if taps was not in the air, it seems as though something would be missed. If you're here tonight and you have had a family member where you have heard this very sound played, would you raise your hand right now? You've heard it. Look at the hands across this room. Hundreds of hands from the balcony to the floor. I want to ask every living veteran that's here in the house tonight, we want to honor you. I'm asking you if you will please stand at this time. All of our veterans, please stand. I want us to put our hands together and honor these brave men and women for their service to our country. Come on, I think that's right. I think we ought to let them know we love you and we honor you. We thank you for your diligent work. We thank you for your tireless efforts. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Give applause where it is due. You may be seated. To the veterans that are in this house, there is no telling how many times, countless maybe at this point, that those notes blown through brass have echoed through your ears. In settings of all different scenarios, you yourself have listened to the beautiful notes that have been played. It was, however, at that particular funeral at Arlington Cemetery, the weather was quite frigid that December day, and the bugler, the trumpeter, had been there nearly three hours, Brother Staten, in the frigid cold, and oh, how tough it is. I played trumpet very, very much. I was mediocre if I ever got that far for a short time. But I tell you, there were a couple things that didn't help his cause that day. It was extremely cold, not good. And there was about a million people watching. <laughs> and this is bad enough. And as he lifted his horn, most of you already know where I'm at for the title itself gives it away. As he lifted his horn, horn and he began to play and began to draw the notes, it became the most the most memorable break in a note that the world to that point had known. As he tried to beautifully draw the notes out, he broke the note. 
It sounds like a squeal. However, the news media that was there interpreted the break in that note as a range in emotion. And rather it being something to embarrass the young player named Ed. No, it became something that went down in history as a moment of emotion shared through a horn. What is the truth of the story? I think the truth of the story is he was cold. I think the horn was cold. I think the people were overwhelming. But it is that broken note that we have heard for the last multiple decades. It has become one of the most repeated mess-ups of all time. And Brother Titus, every time we hear it, Every true patriotic individual feels a little surge of strength. In the break of that note, we find our own humanity. We find our own evidenced flaws. We find the reality that there can be beauty in broken things. Uh huh. There can be beauty in broken things. He was, in fact, a warrior. I would call him a soldier. He was a great patriarch. Time would not allow me to flesh out the story of Joseph here tonight. For most of you could talk or tell his story on your own. You could talk about his dreams from childhood to prison. You could speak of his great accomplishments and his great ability to enact integrity. But tonight we cannot focus on his life, so I choose to focus on his death. Ladies and gentlemen, it is one thing to live well. It is another thing to die well. It is one thing to win victories when our bodies are full of strength and we see the sail of our life full and our future seemingly bright. But it is another thing when death is on the horizon and our body's strength is fading. It is another thing when death has come calling and the end is most assuredly near, to be able with resolute determination and square shoulders most still effectively utter these words, I will not bow. And all those are not the way he said the words. He said those words very assuredly by holding in his dying breath to the reality of what he lived for all his life. And that was an understanding. We may be in this land, but we are not of this land. My God, I feel something on me right now. I might die here, but I'm not staying here. I might have to die in Egypt. But hear me very clear as my voice maybe begins to soften. And if you can hear the aging voice of a 110-year-old Joseph, who's now only a, a feeble representation of the strength, Brother Turner, that he once was, and through the cracking of his voice and through the breaking down of his body, he plays tribute to them that they would need to remember in their ears, there's coming a day when you're leaving this land. There's coming 
coming a day when you're walking out of here. I'm not sure how it's happening. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to take place. But I need you to remember something. And while his dying breath went ahead and invaded the atmosphere, he let them know, my bones go with you. I didn't live all this to let my bones stay here. Uh, uh. I know you've lived for God 30 years. What now? I know you've been living for God for 40 years. What now? I'm going to talk to some of you veterans. Veterans that knew what it was like when the days were long and you still had to stay in attention to service. How many of you veterans ever had days that you wanted to leave and you got lonely and you wanted, you, you wanted to do more than write home? You wanted them to put you on a plane, but it was not in your service to get on a plane that day. There was a well-designed day. And thank God for leave every now and then, but there were a lot of lonely days, weren't there? There were a lot of sad days, weren't there? There were a lot of times you wanted to get home and you wanted to get away, but there's a lot of times you had to look at photos and a lot of times you had to pull out letters that you had read over and over and you read them and maybe there were some tear stains on those letters because those letters reminded you of home. I preach to the veterans but I also preach to the veterans of the faith in this house tonight and I tell you there are letters we've read over and over and over again and there are pictures that stain our minds in here that we have spoken of over and over and over again but where I look at the political climate of our world and when I look at the ideologies and the social customs that are running so rampant. There is witchcraft running rampant in the streets of our cities and it is setting up a home right amongst us. I tell you, I do not want to stay here. I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay here. I understand. Listen, I'm all for a good church and I want to have it. I want to have the kind of church where the singers sing and the musicians play. But I want one thing to be very clear. Even on your best day, my bones, I don't want my body, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to stay here. I've got my mind on somewhere else. I I've got my mind focused in on another place. I, I know you've heard it before. I just want to know if you still believe it. I want you... This is okay for now. But when this thing wraps up, there's another trumpet gonna sound. And when that trump, when that trumpet plays, you get me out of here. You pick my body up. I believe in a new body. I believe in a new Jerusalem. I believe there is a land. Some theologians want to argue it away. The atheists want to dismiss it. But I'm telling you, I believe there is a land. I believe there is a land that has streets that are paved with cold. I believe there is a land. But you better hear me tonight. There's also a land where the worm dieth not. We've turned the fiery tongues of hell's awful flames into the icy end of the shallow kiddie pool. Hell is real! 
Let me talk to every person that might not be in tune with this right now. Every teenager that doesn't understand why you need to look at these veterans and catch on to this. Hell is real. It's never been less real than it is right now. It is still going to be eternal damnation. It is still going to be eternal separation from God. It is going to be a place where you are separated Who am I preaching to right now? You better hear this preacher. You've got to get your eyes on another land. You've got to get your focus on another. Come on, Joseph. I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it till the end of it. But even if I die here, I'm not staying here. Even if they put me in the ground, I'm not. You remember... You remember some of the songs we sang when we were younger? I'm going to take a trip. I'm going far be. Some of the kids are like, what? I don't even know what. what? I'm going to take a trip in a good old gospel ship. I'll fly away. Oh, Gloria. I'll fly away. Some of you don't, that's hard to want to stop, isn't it? I hear you. Sing a chorus. Oh, I want to see him and look. There it is. On the sh- Sing it again, said, oh, I want to see him and look upon. Say there to sing forever. Can you fire it up? Oh, said, oh, oh, let me live by. Sing it one more time. Play that, play that. Oh. streets of glory let me lift my voice just one more time now we got everybody say oh say that on the streets of glory Give them a hand. That's good. Just stay close. You ought to nudge your neighbor and tell him, I don't know about you, but I'm not staying here. I'm of the firm opinion. I am of the firm opinion. We need to start talking about heaven more. Brother Kilman. I want our college kids talking about heaven. I want them preaching about heaven. I want them singing about heaven. Listen, I want you writing songs about heaven. I don't want you writing songs that could double up as a love song. I want you to write songs about Jesus, write songs about heaven. 
You know by and by? You know that? That's old. Come on, Jordan, that's old. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints said we will take. The mass choir say, We say we'll win all the saints. God, I get One more time, one more time. I am my say, When the morning comes, win all the saints. Of God are gathered, and we will. And he will send his angel with the great sound of the trumpet. Telling you it's coming. It's nearer than it's ever been. I want to see him. I want to. I want to see him. I want to see him. Heaven, heaven. Come on, you don't need any preaching right now. You just ought to praise him. Brother Marcus, I want to see it. Brother Marcus, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go, Elder. I want to go, brother. I want to go. Oh, won't we have a time? When we We said, hey, won't we? Man, y'all sound good. Sing it again, say, won't. I said, won't we have time? We're going to walk and talk and sing and shout. When we gonna walk and talk when we we're gonna walk and talk when we you know what those songs were doing they were saying get ready get ready get ready get ready get ready get ready Get ready! Brother Williams? Brother Williams? Every military man I've ever talked to, every veteran I've ever sat down and had the great opportunity to bend their ear has told me one thing was universal. Regardless of which of the five you were in, here's what they told me. You live ready. You live ready for action. 
you live ready for service. What about if it's raining? War don't stop for rain. What about if it's cold outside? War don't stop for cold weather. May I remind you, ladies and gentlemen, we are very much in a war. And we are fighting for land. We're fighting for territory. I want my family to go from this land. I gotta live ready. I gotta live ready. I gotta be ready to fight. I gotta be ready to pray. I gotta be ready. I don't need anybody to convince me to worship. I don't need anybody to convince me. I just know he's worthy. I believe that he's worthy. I believe it. Go ahead, Brother Watkins. Go ahead, Brother Watkins. Hatanda Yerebasaka. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what? What's, what's the other verse to that song? We're gonna what? Anybody remember it? We're gonna, we're gonna dance and shout and what? Sister Golden, I should have known you'd know. It's on the screen. We're gonna sing and shout and dance about. I don't even know what that means. Other than when I get there, I'm not going to care what you think. Somebody say, oh, come on, pastor. Get a little deeper theologically tonight. I'm getting as deep as we can go. I'm reaching out of this world and trying to get your mind refocused on the reality everything we're living for. We're living for the place where the Lamb is the light. There'll be no need for sun nor moon. Come on, we're not going to need anybody to help us along. You won't need any cards in the mail. You won't need any orchestra. There's going to be a Lamb there. There shall be one who sits on the throne. How many times, how many times you think that old boy before he played at that funeral, how many times you think he stood in a room and practiced those notes? I can't imagine. Several. I bet you'd have practiced over and over. I bet he'd have been nicer to you and not came to you right at the start of service. <laughs> Public apology. Confession's good. Over and over and over and over and over. You know what he couldn't contend for? The elements. Because I bet he practiced. I bet he did all his practicing in an air-conditioned or a controlled temperature area. It's one thing to shout in here. Who are you at school? Who are you at work? Oh, yeah. Who are you at 5 o'clock happy hour? Who are you? 
Here's what I'm calling us to. I'm calling us back to the reality. We don't have to look perfect. There might be a break in the note, but I'm going to give it the best I got, and everybody that hears me is going to know. I believe. I believe. I believe in the power. Where's Brother Lopez? Where's Brother Lopez? He in here? Run down here. Come here. People, people that we ain't baptized yet. We got to get them baptized. We got to get them full. Come here, Janae. Where's, come here, Sister Lopez. Come here. We're running out of time. If you think I'm just interested in pastoring a big church, you don't know me at all. We got people going to hell. We got to get them knowing about heaven. We got to get them learning about heaven. And we're not going to short. I want our ministers. Come here. Come here. Ministry team. I want you to throw your hand. Come into the middle. Come into the middle. Throw your hands towards heaven. I want some ministers. Brother Watkins, Brother Sleva. Come on, Brother Staten. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven. I want every hand stretched towards them. They've got such a burden for the lost. Servant evangelism. Come on, Brother Matthews. Come on, Brother Kilman. My God. Come on, Brother Herbs. Come lay hands on them. Come on, Brother Amato. We got to reach everybody. They got to know that heaven is an option. They got to know that heaven is an option. Brother Kilman, lay hands on Sister Janae right now. Lay hands on her. Lay hands on her. Come on. God. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven all over this building. Come on, throw your hands towards heaven. I want you to start praying over your neighborhood right now. I want you to start praying over your street right now. We gotta live with heaven in mind. Heaven, heaven, heaven. My neighbors can't go to hell. My family can't go to hell. My friends cannot be lost. I hear the break in the note. I feel my humanity. I cannot do it by myself. 